0: This is Whitley Strieber, and this is Dreamland. You've reached the edge of the world. Today we're going to be talking on Dreamland with Les Veles of the Opus Network. Uh, Opus is devoted to helping and uh, abductees and informing them and also understanding what is happening to people. Uh, Les is very accomplished in this field and has been doing this for many years, as we'll find out. this is one of a series of uh, dreamlands we will have off and on over the next few months concentrating on the abductions and the abduction phenomenon because of what's happening in term in the wider world of ufology uh, with the David Grush revelations and what are I think quite certain to follow more. And we're getting, we are at the point where we know now there are craft and materials out there and uh, that the, are in the possession of the US government and presumably also the Russians, the Chinese, and probably others. Uh, we also know that there are, or we, he, Grush has suggested that there are bodies, alien bodies or non human bodies. Which would be logical because if you have crashed disks and nobody in them, you you have to wonder where they went. And so uh, now what's the next step? The next step is obviously us, the abductees, because we are going to be in the hot seat. People are going to be looking at us very carefully. And what they're going to find is, well, that's something Liz and I are going to talk about and how the support community can help the close encounter witnesses uh, bring this whole process into focus well less welcome to dreamland
1: thank you very much whitley i really appreciate the opportunity to be with you today and talk about this very important topic
0: yes okay let's let's start by uh you know less oddly enough I was talking to him before the show started. Has never been on Dreamland, and I've been doing Dreamland since 1998. And I could not believe that such a prominent abduction researcher has never been on the show. But anyway, this is mm. Les's first uh, first Dreamland, and it won't be his last, I'm sure. <laughs> Thank so, you, Willie. Appreciate it very yeah, much. You also have written a book, as I uh, mm. uh, uh, it, it is called The Unknown Other. Uh, the existential proposition of alien contact. And we're going to be looking at that and also some of the studies that have been done. But what I, I think this question I want to start with is where are we now with the abduction phenomenon? Because when I get the information from other close encounter witnesses, it's really all over the lot. I mean, people are having such incredibly complex experiences and they're so varied so, so where are you <clears throat> overall with what is happening
1: yeah i think you know when you take a look at the uh the, the commonalities that uh, occur with these people it, it runs along pretty much the same lines you know as far as uh being taken through a wall or through the ceiling uh being brought up on a beam of light being on a table uh, being uh probed and and uh, uh implants being done uh things of that nature semen being taken uh eggs being taken uh but having said that it goes as you say all over the place as far as how those things you know finally end up and and, and the and the other factors that uh, make this uh this this thing uh incredible i mean it's not just the grays it, it it's orbs it's interdimensionals it's uh time travelers it's our military i mean it, it it's it's all over the place and and i think that uh uh, people talk about uh you know as I said earlier the the grays uh, seem to be very uh, dominant uh, factor in all of this uh and then uh orbs seems to be the, the latest thing that's going on uh tell us more about
0: go- orbs in terms of the, it being the most recent thing going on
1: yeah um the the um, uh, people are talking about these these uh, basically uh Uh, a a light source a a very like pinpoint light source which can grow to be larger um i've been involved with a with a woman that has done a lot of uh photographic work on on these uh types and she's blown up some of um, these orbs that uh, she's taken photographs of and it's it's incredible that you'll see a gray in the in 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 the orb itself like up Close, and then you'll see a gray back further. You know, looking in a different direction. It's like a portal. It's like a portal that opens up, and uh, this, this, this is uh, fascinating because uh, we we've been hearing about portals more and more lately. But the orbs seem to be a factor of that, uh, and these things uh, seem to also have energies that are sometimes helpful, and energies sometimes that are very disruptive to the human body. Um, so it, it's all over the place. I mean, there's many stories about people being healed after an a orb enters their body, and then there's other instances where it's just the opposite. They, they come down with a autoimmune disease. Uh, uh, one of the latest books on skinwalkers at the uh, Pentagon, uh, they talk about that in, in that book quite a bit, uh, the uh, health ramifications of these things uh, entering the body yeah. or being near right. the
0: body. People always ask me, or often ask me, why haven't you ever gone to the Skinwalker Ranch? I say, <laughs> have you read the books? You're I'm not, not going, going there. there. Why would I go to the Skinwalker Ranch? I, <laughs> no. I attract this stuff like all. Oh, I don't think any close encounter witnesses should go there. It's right? A, it's, I It's got something going there that's not not necessarily uh, good to take home.
1: No, um, not at all. The hitchhikers. Let's, let's they talk call them. about
0: the ones that. Are positive and that are mm-hmm. helpful because this is really what we need to learn mm-hmm. to to bring into the world. Because this has been a rough experience uh, oh. for everyone. I'm haunted to this day mm-hmm. by the fact that my semen was taken from me,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and and uh, because this is, as I say, this is my life. Sure. This is what I have to give. This is the this is what I have to give to humanity, not to somebody else. Who took it right and, you know i've gotten past my anger and my fear and my disappointment and my confusion and a lot of us have because most of us how let me let me um let me go to an in another direction are there a lot of abduct, are you getting a lot of abduction stories because we're not on unknown country recent i mean mm-hmm. just recently say a story some two weeks ago say someone i just got abducted is that happening so much now or not?
1: Yes, uh, I'm getting two to three people contacting our site daily. Daily.
0: Um, daily.
1: Uh, it, so it, they it are
0: is... still happening.
1: Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And, and and then a lot of it, too, is people that have come forward, you know, in their 60s and 70s that have said, I, I can't keep this bottled up anymore. I've got to tell somebody that this happened to me, you know, uh, you know, earlier in their lives. Uh, a lot of this has happened uh, you know, starting at childhood uh, yeah. in, in many cases. Uh, so, uh, you know, it, it, it it's most continue- cases,
0: I think mostly I think the people who who don't remember their childhood experiences. I think that, I think it almost, I don't think, it, I don't know that it always starts in childhood, but I think it does a lot.
1: Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So think, one of ahead. the things, one of the things that, uh, you know, I uh, have come to think about more and more. And, and I think people will have a hard time with this revelation is the fact that uh I think we've all had experiences, whether we consciously remember them or not um, absolutely agree <laughs> oh, wow, that's great uh, yeah uh, i mean <laughs> it, it it and I'll tell you a little experience i uh in the early days of of opus uh, this is when I was living in uh, san jose uh, California um, a uh, one of the support group meetings that I was facilitating uh A person said to me, I've seen you before. I said, where? At a UFO conference? No, no, no. I saw you on board the craft. I said, really? No, that's really interesting. And uh, so I kind of blew it off. And then a year and a half, two years later, uh, a totally different person said the same thing to me. I've seen you before. I said the same thing. You know, at a UFO conference? No, no, no. You were sitting on this bench naked. You were freaking out. And they told me to go over to you to calm you down. Well, at that point, I decided to go get regressed, and uh, I had three separate regressions, and uh, I found out nothing along those lines, but I had multiple past lives, uh, and and so this reincarnation thing seems to be a, a factor that comes up in a lot of these uh, experiencers talk about the uh the non-human entities talking about the fact that uh, reincarnation is is part of the universal process
0: uh yes that's that's certainly been part of my experience too yeah i agree
1: and so, uh, again, after after a while, I, I was talking to another person in the support group, and they said, well, maybe this person actually saw you in a past life that you were abducted. <laughs> so uh, it, it can be all over the place on this thing. You know, once you start going down this rabbit hole, Whitley, uh, it has so many twists and turns that uh, it boggles the mind.
0: Well, you know, it's very odd that you suddenly... Kind of out of nowhere brought past lives up because we weren't even talking about that. But what makes it odd is I dreamed about past lives all last night. Oh, geez. <laughs> well, why did you happen to bring it up? Do you have any idea? It just sort of floated into, your, into the conversation out of nowhere.
1: Well, I, I think it was because of the fact that I think, you know, uh, we were talking about uh, people having experiences, whether they consciously remember it or not. And so that was my situation. And, but the outcome of that was that I had multiple past lives. <laughs> <laughs> well, my
0: dream was not specific about specific past lives. It was about... Mm. Talking to somebody about past lives, which I am now doing, yeah. This is such a wonderfully weird world, I love it in in many ways. Yes, because you know, it it happens fairly often on this show that we end up with something like this, or the weird coincidence, or you Mm -hmm. know, a a synchronicity, or something. So, this is exactly. Now, let's go back a little bit and explore you a little bit more, because mm-hmm. this had to have started earlier. It, you, you didn't mm-hmm. just sort, sort of walk into MUFON one day and say, right. hey, I want to do this.
1: Right, Where, exactly. where did you start with this? I, I bet well, it
0: started somewhere in childhood.
1: It did. It I, did. I knew it. <laughs> it was, I was 11 years old, living in Connecticut, and uh, it was uh, uh, dusk, uh, late October. And uh, I was coming back into the house after feeding my dog Caesar. And uh, uh, I saw this object off to my right. And it was basically an oval type object. It was uh, not making any sound. It was uh, whitish silvery in color. And it was slowly moving along. And it scared the hell out of me. And I ran into the house. And uh, by the time I got my father to come out, uh, it was gone, of course. And uh, he said, well, it's probably just a beacon of light reflecting off a cloud or something, you know, and of course, I didn't believe that. And so I went to the library shortly thereafter and picked up some books on UFOs. And of course, George Adamski was the big writer back in the late 50s right. when, when this happened. And uh, so I really got into it f- for a while. But, uh, soon thereafter, you know, became an adolescent and, uh, girls became a little bit more interesting in my life and, um, kind of forgot about it and, uh, went off to college, uh, went in the service, got married. Uh, and in 1985, I, uh, moved out to San Jose, California and, uh, uh picked up to San Jose Mercury News, and Stanton Freeman was coming to San Jose City College to talk about UFOs and the government cover-up. Well, that was like somebody threw a switch, and I said, I've got to go see him, and I did and he gave, you know, one of his wonderful presentations and on my way out, uh, there was in the foyer, there was a table set up by MUFON, the Mutual UFO Network. And, uh, they were talking about the uh, journal that they published. And, uh, so I decided to get that. And after a while that wasn't enough for me. And so I, I found out that they had a field investigator training course. And so I became a field investigator and, uh, all the cases, almost without exception, were not only sightings, but people were telling me that they had contact with non-human intelligences. And I was kind of a nuts and bolts kind of a guy back then. This is the early 90s. And uh, so I, uh, um, you know, those first cases I was having a little bit of difficulty trying to grasp what was going on. But after a while it became evident that these people were having some, something going on in, in, in their, in their experiences. And, uh, so uh one day one of the, the people that I was working with said, Did I know of other people? And I said, Yes, I do. And the next thing I know, I'm facilitating a support group with a uh a parapsychologist that I knew that I thought should I should have a mental health type of a person involved with the support group. Yeah, very definitely. And uh so uh uh that that went on and, and I started to hear incredible stories. And um, one day, a a writer from the Monterey Coast Weekly paper uh, got a hold of me to do an interview, uh, and he had contacted uh, MUFON headquarters, and they had given uh, uh, him my name. And uh, after this article came out, a woman contacted me, and this is where the story gets pretty weird. (laughs) a woman contacted me and and said, I'd like to understand what's going on with my brain when I'm in contact with these off earthly entities. And I said to myself, well, you know, I I don't know how I could possibly help this person. Then she said to me that she was working with a emergency room doctor down in Carmel. And uh, I said, really? And I had a doctor friend, uh, Dr. Eugene Lipson, uh, who was very interested in meeting other doctors interested in the phenomena. So. I convinced him, let's go down there. You can meet this doctor and we can, I can talk to this lady and we'll see what's going on. So we did. And as we walked into her home, uh, there was a picture on the wall and uh, this picture, she was standing on the back of a a vessel, uh, obviously in some kind of Caribbean waters. And I said, what's this all about? He says, yeah, down in the Caribbean and I was helping these treasure hunters. And I said, well, how were you doing that? He says, well, I was in contact with the captain of the galleon that had gone down. Wow. (laughs) Did she find anything? So I I believe they did. I did, but I I didn't hear the rest of the story because the rest of the afternoon, she was talking to us about us and and, and there was no possible way she could know these things. And what what had happened after a near death experience, she became very psychic and um, was able to, you know, all these things started to happen to her. And, and so uh we came away that afternoon, and that's this is like ninety three nineteen ninety three and uh, we decided that uh, we should come up with some kind of organization that's when opus the organization for paranormal understanding and support was hatched and in 1994 we officially became a 5013c nonprofit recognized by the irs which always cracks yeah, me up that's great <laughs> and folks you can find out more
0: about opus on um opusnetwork.org and you can also look over Les's book, The Unknown Other, there, and also, of course, on our website as well. Uh, and you can, let me let me just quote from uh, opusnetwork.org. I've had an experience. Now what? Well, they're here. You can push, push the request support button, and they're here for you. Absolutely. Uh, there are other groups, too, uh, out there that are here for you, but Opus Network is certainly one of them. Um, and... Now we're going to take a brief break, free Dreamlanders, uh, and we'll be right back. Very good. Two years in the writing, my new book, Them, is finally ready to go. It will be published in Kindle and as a paperback on March the twenty-third on Amazon. Later, it will be published as a hardcover and as an audio book. Them is a departure. There is nothing like them. It is the first book of its kind, a completely new way of looking at the close encounter experience, a deep exploration of both the civilian and military experience of contact with the visitors. And both have been very profound. Much of this material is simply not known, but I go into it, I think, more deeply than anyone ever has before. I don't talk about my own experiences in this book, but rather about the experience itself, them. Mitch Horowitz calls it in the preface among the most important interpretations of visitor phenomena since Jacques Vallée's Passport to Magonia in 1969. Dr. Vallée says in his foreword the book cites fact after fact to build the case for in-depth realignment of public policy and public need. Diana Walsh Pasolka, author of American Cosmic says leads the way and it's best that we listen because the stakes have never been higher. EarthTech International President Hal Putoff says them is exceedingly valuable. Leslie Kane Author of UFOs, generals, pilots, and government officials go on the record, says, groundbreaking in the truest sense of the word. Bigelow Aerospace VP, Colm Kelleher, says, searing and masterful. Them. A new vision and a new way of looking at close encounter. You have never read anything like them before. It is the beginning of a new way of looking at our own future. Where is the Unknown Country? Is it out there, in the stars, or is it also somewhere else? Is it in us, in you? Unknown Country, join us today. Go to UnknownCountry.com right now and join us. Join the questions. Join the search. Join the adventure. unknowncountry.com There's no place like it in the world. Okay, we're back. We're talking to Les Velez. Am I pronouncing your name correctly,
1: Les? Absolutely. Right on. Oh, good. Perfect.
0: All right. Um, and we, you are talking about your own history in this. And I am quite concerned about what is apt to happen in the near future, because we, we go from materials to intact craft to bodies to what is happening to these people what are these people all talking about? And I don't think the media and the general public are prepared in any way whatsoever. And I, I think that we're going to, a lot of us are going to be under a lot of pressure. People are going to be ending up on radio and television, including people who have not had experiences and are claiming things that are not true or believe that they have had experiences that they haven't had, or are very confused about them. And you add to that the, the fact that uh, the, the Internet, when, when uh, Zuckerberg discovered that people click more on things that they make them angry or things they prefer and like than they do on anything objective, he created a, a very fundamental change in the way we think. And I tried an experiment on Twitter a couple of weeks ago. There was some thing on there, uh, uh, a very controversial documentary being circulated on Twitter called What is a Woman? And I thought to myself, I wonder what happens if I put up a tweet that is completely neutral on this subject. What will happen? So I I put up a tweet. A woman is a person with X chromosomes. What a person wishes to be is their own business. Could not be more neutral than that. Mm -hmm. Both sides screamed madly that I was against them. (laughs) Now, you can't think that way and handle something as ambiguous and difficult and powerful and frightening as the close encounter experience. But that is the way people have been taught to think by spending too much time on the internet. Uh, so what are we gonna do? I think we all have to band together all of the different groups, the people, there's got to be a consensus among us. And I, it, what do you, how do you react to these statements?
1: Uh, absolutely, Willie. I I totally agree with you. I think that uh, th- this the, the floodgates are going to open, and it, it's going to be dramatic. Um, one of the things that uh, we've been trying to do now is bring on more uh, mental health practitioners, more uh, hypnotherapists uh, to to uh, work with these people. But as far as the uh, 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 social media, it, it's 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 been. One thing, you know, there's a good part of it, and then there's a bad part of it, and as you just brought up, and and it's tragic because so many people can be hurt by this, and you know, all these ex- experiences that people are having. Certainly, in the beginning stages, they're they're quite uh, stressful. Uh, thank goodness most of the uh, experiences the uh, majority after after a number of experiences turn out to be a positive uh more of a spiritual journey That's um, exactly what happened to me i agree yeah yeah, and, and and then you still have a, a you know percentage like twenty twenty five percent that are still having a terrible time, absolutely terrible time, and it's 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 basically it's like here on Earth we have good people, we have bad people, but the same thing is going on with these entities. We have some good ones, and then we have some bad ones. Right. Uh,
0: well, that would be true if we went to another planet too.
1: I mean, there'd
0: be some real, some trolls and creeps and also some good people, a lot of good people, probably. Right, right. But they would be be subjected to all, and they'd be trying to think of us as a single sort of entity. And I think that's a grave mistake. Uh, I think we're dealing with a lot of individuals here.
1: Yeah, exactly right exactly right and and you know there's some you know like the the bud hopkins and the david jacobs are you know it's all all negative and then you have stephen greer that's all positive you know it, it's a mixture it's and a then mixture. you have
0: us in the middle which are mostly yeah. the close encounter witnesses are saying hey wait a yeah. minute yeah <laughs> slow down it's <laughs> it's not that way this this is uh you know we've got relationships and uh yeah i have a wonderful relationship with this, with the presence. Now
1: mm-hmm. I
0: didn't always. And in fact, I, I got into trouble with it uh, about a year ago while I was writing my last book. And, um, it wasn't unusual trouble. I mean, I've gotten into trouble like that with people with regular people all my <laughs> life. I, I have a tendency to do things that, uh, piss people off and I pissed <laughs> them off and it got real scary because it was really mm-hmm. weird. Mm-hmm. So I left the country and I went to England Oh so, wow. Because I couldn't uh, work in my in this apartment, I was it was mm. just impossible because uh, too much strange yeah. stuff was happening. Yeah. So I mean, you can't you can't write a book in a place where it's it's just jam packed with poltergeists and stuff. <laughs> you, know, you can't do it. Exactly. Exactly. But I want to go down another path now. Mm-hmm. And we're going to get back to the orbs a bit, because I think that's very important. And also, I want to bring up hybrids in a, in a while. But I want to go down a, a slightly different path now. And uh, I want to talk about the, the uh, evolution of the experience. It, because back when I started in the 80s, it was, it was total negativity. Bud was terrified and David was terrified mm-hmm. and they had good reason to be. I'm not disputing that at all. I was terrified because I was listening to them. All these people telling me stories like about like what happened to me. And It was mm-hmm. not fun. No. Now, how do we reconcile that with the way it evolved? Because I have, I now would not trade this for anything. I would, I'm so glad mm-hmm. I'm in this. And I think to myself, well, what happened to my semen? Was there someone born somewhere? Mm-hmm. How is their life? Do I have children I don't even know? Sure. And should I, is this Stockholm syndrome, Les? Mm. Or is this a valid uh, emotional position? Well.
1: It, it well, first of all, as I mentioned earlier, I, I believe this is a spiritual journey that you, yes. you grow through this process. Um And then when 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 you stop having contact, it is like the Stockholm syndrome because people start to wonder why. Why did it stop now? Why aren't you coming yeah. back for me anymore? Um uh, and, and so it, it's. <laughs> we don't have all the answers. That's the, that's the big problem. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, and there's a lot of conjecture about what, what, what this all means and why it's happening, but I think it's, it's a process. We're, we're just not at the top of the food chain. And this is a, a process that's been going on for eons. It's universal. And, and, uh, uh, this is how we grow. This is how we evolve. Uh, and, uh, you know, uh, some of the studies that uh, have been going on, like with Gary Nolan and, and uh, looking at the brains of people uh, in the area between the caudate and the putamen, where there's a lot more connections with people that have these psychic abilities and uh, <laughs> telepathic capabilities. And, and, and these people get, oh, connect with one another uh, very easily. And, uh, <laughs> if if you don't have that capability, you know, it's probably not means the end of uh, your, your uh, family tree, <laughs> so to
0: speak. Well, you know, the thing is though, that people are going to, you know, there's going to be a time when everyone wants to be an abductee and everyone wants to be a hybrid. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's already happening to an, a, an, a, an extent. If you go on TikTok, you'll find people are talking about being hybrids, but they don't know whether or not they're hybrids. I've met hybrids who were, mm. uh, Fluently telepathic, mm-hmm. let me put it that way. And I mean, when you were around them, you were in, you were in, they were in your mind and you knew it. It mm-hmm. wasn't, it was not, uh, it was not hard to tell at all. And then people tell me they're hybrids and that doesn't happen. So are they really hybrids? I don't know. But there are hybrids out there, I'm sure.
1: Yeah. And, and you know, David Jacobs is one of his books, he talks about hybrids that these these uh, entities are are look just like you and I you can't tell them apart uh they've perfected the process uh, evidently uh, you know in a major way um and and so is this something that is malevolent, uh or is this something that is meant to uh, you know evolve us uh, or, or can and, we
0: make it work for us even if it mm-hmm. doesn't basically care to do that right yeah yeah yeah, you know one of the letters in my new book them is this is an incredible letter but it's not an unknown thing uh this guy was a soldier in um uh, germany or somewhere he doesn't say where mm-hmm. and he moved to off-base housing and he, he a girl who lived downstairs became interested in him and you know he was rather surprised because uh that doesn't usually happen. I mean, when I was a young man, it never happened except when I didn't want it to. But in any case, so they hit it off. They play backgammon together. They have a great time. Eventually, it ends up they make love. And after that, she wants nothing further to do with him. And, of course, it's very emasculating to him because he thinks, oh, she falls in love with me until we actually make love and then she's she's gone oh, yeah but she called him and told him to come down to her apartment and he said to himself okay this is the, she's officially going to say it's over so she says to him sit over there and she sits she sits under a light and she says to him i'm going to show you something and then i'm you're never going to see me again after tonight hmm. and he's mystified Whereupon, before his eyes, she slowly turns into a gray, mm. and then back into the young woman. And oh, jeez, that's pretty disturbing. <laughs> hell, I mean, you say they look like us, mm-hmm. but I mean, who who in the world is is walking the streets? I mean, we're going to have the most asymmetric and inv- asymmetrical invasion you can possibly imagine. I mean, I just, I was flabbergasted by that story. And it's not the first time I've heard it.
1: Shapeshifting is, is, is part of the process, evidently, uh, that they're able to do those kind of things. Um, yeah. It's, it's, it's scary. <laughs>
0: you're right. Well, exactly. And, you know, how are we going to cope? Les, I mean, you're, you're working with people who are, who are actually beginning to cope fairly well. But what, if, what would you do if you're sitting across from an abductee and they slowly turn into a gray and then back into a human being?
1: Then where do you go with that? Yeah, it's well, you'd say, it's wild. You know, what, what's your name, <laughs> really? <All right>. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, these 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 are the things that uh, numbs the mind, you know, as far as yeah. uh, trying to figure out w- which direction you want to go. And there, there's some... Uh, things that we need to be very concerned about too because uh now you're gonna you know we have people in this country and i'm sure around the world that would shoot first and ask questions later oh and, yeah. well, i think uh, i think our military may have already been doing that yeah so uh uh it's it, it's and and you know that that you could just multiply that by all the people if the revelation comes out well yes you know uh these people are dealing with uh, the uh, the uh, non-human intelligences and uh, uh, we need to check them out to make sure that they're not aliens.
0: <laughs> Listen, I've been there and done that. I, b- believe me, uh, that I had some people in the intelligence community back in the 90s decide that I was an alien. Mm. And I had a hell of a time. I mean, they, I had to uh, finally call a, a guy in the... Uh, the uh uh in one of the senate intelligence committees that i was involved with at the time and to say to him get these people out of my street because i lived on a little short street Mm -hmm. and they'd filled the whole street with these cars from uh with uh license plates from ulster county i called a detective about it and he said well the, those license plates are all government. Those are all government cars, and that's why I called the guy on the. And then mm-hmm. after I talked to the guy, about fifteen minutes later, the all the cars left. But damn, I mean, what mm-hmm. the hell do they think they are? Is going on here? They are they all? It, it, the, one of my fears is that the people behind the scenes might all be crazy. That they've mm-hmm. been, have already been driven crazy by this.
1: Mm. Yeah, it, it's a distinct possibility. Um, it's a it's a real. I don't know uh, phenomena that uh, mess. Yes. That's, Uh, that's a good word. I think we, I think us
0: experiencers and all of you who thank God work with us and are good people are going to have to circle wagons pretty soon uh, because I can't imagine how, how this is going to go down. Another problem is that, that I was talking to a lady the other day who's really brilliant. One of the smartest people I've ever known, and you know she's a young kid, and you know just unbelievably successful in business, and just a very cool person, and probably an experiencer, although that's never come up. And I was telling her about this story in the Atlantic Monthly about the David Grush thing, and it's very disparaging. You know they they can't handle it, and there's now there's an article in the New York Times, and uh, uh, they, they obviously can't handle it. And she said. That's because it's competition for them. They, mm-hmm. These are people at the top of the food chain. These are the intellectual leaders and the elite. And they're feeling, Whitley, they're intimidated. And they're going to get very mean. And they're going to get very dangerous. Mm-hmm. So don't forget that.
1: Yeah, that's, that's a good point. That's a good yeah. point.
0: I thought so, too. Mm-hmm. I thought it was very insightful, the, the word competition. And yeah. we have, what we have to do is we have to say, this isn't competition. This is a journey.
1: Mm-hmm. Absolutely a journey, yeah. a spiritual journey that we're on. Absolutely. Tell me about your spiritual journey. Well, it's, you know, th- this has been, talk about syn- synchronicities and things like that, How how, where I've gone through all of this. Certainly, you know, from the beginning, I was basically just a nuts and bolts kind of a guy, just really interested in how do these things operate, you know? and who, who's driving the, the, these vehicles and things of that nature. But after talking to these people that are having these experiences, which are phenomenal, you know, people being taken and come back with healing capabilities that they never had before. I was talking to Robert Salas and his wife at the uh, MUFON symposium a couple of years ago in Las Vegas, and I had done a presentation to an experiencer group, and they were in there, and they came up to me afterwards and said, can I speak to you? And found out that both of them together were abducted and that she came back with this healing capability that she never had before. <laughs> so for me, under, I mean, healing capabilities, Um it, all uh, psychic abilities, telepathic abilities, uh, so many different things have opened up my eyes, my brain uh, to accept a lot more than it ever had before. And what we found out in so many cases, it, 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 it it's predominates is that they come back with the worldview change And my worldview has changed as well. You know, we need to be better stewards of the planet. We need to be more loving. We need to be better to one another. These are all wonderfully positive things that uh, people are talking about after they had these experiences. And I've, you know, again, consciously, I don't recollect any of those, but I've been put into this position. This is my mission to, to help people and, and, and try to give them solace and and understanding as best we can at this point, what little we do know. Um, And uh, that seems, it gives me super gratification uh, to get these people that come back and, and, or write me and tell me how much, you know, they appreciated what we've done for them and, and that it's helped them uh, be able to move on in their lives and not get so bogged down in in all of this so that that i don't know if i answered your question
0: i think you i think you explored the question beautifully and you know what it made me think of made me ask a question of myself and i'm going to ask it of you where did your compassion
1: come from you're a
0: very compassionate human being
1: um uh, that's that's a good well you know i think it's your upbringing I really do. I, I I think that you're influenced by what goes on in your family. My parents had a kind of up and down kind of a relationship and I always managed to get in between, you know, the times when it was a bad situation, so to speak. And, and uh, you know, whether or not that was a, a, something that uh, made me the way I am today, probably did probably did.
0: Yeah, I guess it did. But listen, Free, those of you listening on the free side, we're going to take another break. But these commercials are very cool and they're fascinating and fun. And you really should do what we're going to ask you to do, which is basically buy my books, buy Les's book, and uh, go to opusnetwork.com
1: or dot uh, no, org.
0: Org, org. I'm so sorry, opusnetwork.org and uh, join Unknown Country too. And if you are an experiencer, Opus is a place to go. There's lots of them, but they're not lots. There are three or four good places, I think. Is that right? There's a, The Experiencer Group is a good group. Mm-hmm. Uh, Opus yes. is a good group. And I don't think – is there anything else really out there?
1: Well, you know, there's the, – the, the the MUFON has a group now called the ERT, their Experiencer Research uh, – or, or Resource Team, which yeah, i they changed at. it from Experiencer yeah.
0: Research recently right. to Experiencer right. Resource Team. That's right. Kathleen Martin's group. Right, right. Kathleen right. is so cool. I love Kathleen. Yeah. It, okay, George, anyway, George... we're going we're gonna to take the break. I'm forcing myself. I'm forcing <laughs> Les. We want to talk. We're taking a break. We'll be right back. Two years in the writing, my new book, Them, is finally ready to go. It will be published in Kindle and as a paperback on March the 23rd on Amazon. Later, it will be published as a hardcover and as an audio book. Them is a departure. There is nothing like them. It is the first book of its kind, a completely new way of looking at the close encounter experience, a deep exploration of both the civilian and military experience of contact with the visitors. And both have been very profound. Much of this material is simply not known. But I go into it, I think, more deeply than anyone ever has before. I don't talk about my own experiences in this book, but rather about the experience itself. Them. Mitch Horowitz calls it in the preface among the most important interpretations of visitor phenomena since Jacques Vallée's Passport to Magonia in 1969. Dr. Vallée says in his foreword, the book cites fact after fact to build the case for in-depth realignment of public policy and public need. Diana Walsh Pasolka author of American Cosmic*, says, leads the way and it's best that we listen because the stakes have never been higher. EarthTech International President Hal Putoff says, them is exceedingly valuable. Leslie Kane author of UFOs, generals, pilots, and government officials go on the record says, groundbreaking in the truest sense of the word. Bigelow Aerospace VP Colm Kelleher says, searing and masterful, them, a new vision and a new way of looking at close encounter. You have never read anything like them before. It is the beginning of a new way of looking at our own future. Where is the Unknown Country? Is it out there, in the stars, or is it also somewhere else? Is it in us, in you? Unknown Country, join us today. Go to UnknownCountry.com right now and join us. Join the questions, join the search, join the adventure. Unknowncountry.com. There's no place like it in the world. We're having a great time today with Les Velez, uh, OpusNetwork.org, talking about the abduction phenomenon and what is about to happen to the abductees, God help us all, (laughs) uh, as this thing bursts into public view. Because I think we're so very close to there being an admission on some level that there are bodies. And the next thing is going to be, well, what about the abductees? You know, I know uh Chris Mellon quite well, and i i i am I'm, a, I'm an, a a friendly acquaintance. I wouldn't say I'm like a old friend. all we've known <laughs> each other for fifty years. I've known him for a couple of years, and uh, we've had dinner together, and uh, he's a good guy, but he won't interview on my show hmm. and uh, uh, uh the reason is that he does not want to identify himself with the abduction phenomenon and with the close encounter phenomenon and have to start answering questions of what do you think about this? Mm -hmm. And Lou Elizondo is in this exactly the same position. And I agree with them completely. I I think that they don't belong on my show or any of the shows of, of being, being run by close encounter witnesses because it opens them up and forces them into Answering questions about something that they probably don't know about. And if they do know about, they certainly don't want to answer the questions. And here's the problem. I know the Air Force and the CIA have known about the abductions for a long time. One of the first things that happened after communion came out was a Central Intelligence Agency man, David Webb, who was also a high-level guy in space sciences, Started befriended us and started coming out to the cabin, and he was a great guy. He was a lovely guy, and we had a wonderful time together. But he was he was frank about the fact that there was an awareness inside that this was happening. Now, this has happened. They can't. They obviously couldn't or wouldn't do anything about it. But did you hear in David? I don't know if you heard David Grush's interview. There was an implication that there may have been some kind of an agreement with these, this presence, whatever it is.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Have we been given to them, do you think?
1: Well, I think it, it, certain people have been given to them. I mean, you know, it goes back to the Eisenhower administration, supposedly, that they did make some kind of agreement with exchange of technology, and you can abduct so many people. But, of course, it went. I guess it went sideways and they started abducting abducting everybody. I
0: asked, I said, you'd have, I said, you have no right to do this to me. Mm -hmm. And the answer was very prompt. We do have a right. Hmm. That's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Was it that agreement or was it some kind of soul agreement?
1: Yeah, I mean you've heard things about like that uh in the past where yeah you've made some kind of agreement in a in a previous life even or something and uh you know now this is you you got to pay up now so we're going to be taking you um Oh, it's, it's so complicated, you know, and there's so many possibilities uh, of this kind of thing going on. I mean, uh, that, uh, retired Israeli general that wrote a book, uh, his name was Haim I believe. And yeah. he said, yeah, we, we are, we are in cahoots with these, these people, you know, there's bases on the moon Mars and, but they don't want to out themselves yet because we're not ready, you know? And so, but I think something's going to come about, um, I interviewed, uh, and I don't know if you've ever interviewed uh, uh, John Ramirez. Uh, oh, yes,
0: I know John. And yeah. he's been on the show a couple of times.
1: Oh, good. So yeah. he's he's saying right now that there's going to be some major revelation by from people that have stars on their shoulders, uh, talking about uh, the fact that, uh, you know, we're not alone and uh, that this is supposed to happen sometime between – uh, Labor Day and Thanksgiving, although I just talked to him last week, and now he's, he's upped it to probably October. And the way things are going now, I think it's going to be even sooner.
0: Uh, <laughs> yeah. The visitors always said to me that when the planet gets into a, into an irrevocable crisis situation, we're going to emerge. And I think that they are scared that there could be an outbreak of nuclear war at any time mm-hmm. and also that we're losing the planet as a, as a viable environment
1: exactly and, and that, that that's come up in the support group uh which i monitor daily um that they're starting to talk about these kind of things uh, you know crises and nuclear war and, and things of that nature so uh i hope not <laughs> well you know they're they're awfully
0: the greys especially are really testy i i have only met the i've met the greys and in various forms and i've also met uh the nordics once or twice and who were much um more benign i would say or much less more passive almost mm-hmm. but the greys i've known for a long time and um they're definitely very testy. I, 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 I think that they're, if they show up, I don't think it's going to be a whole lot of fun. No. I, no. I, what do you think would happen?
1: Well, you know, that, that's a good question. I mean, so first of all, you know, what are they, uh, you know, this biological robotic combination uh, of some sort, they seem to do all the dirty work um, when it, when someone has an experience, um, it's almost like they, all the different uh, entities utilize greys. I mean, when you hear a person being brought on board a craft, you'll, you'll see the greys, of course, that they probably brought that person on board the craft. Uh, and then there's a tall grey. And then there's a mantid type. And then there might be a reptilian or a Nordic. And they all seem to utilize it's like there must be like a universal store out there that they all go to. And, okay, we're going to pick up a couple of these uh, grays to go abduct these people because we don't want to get close to the humans because they're very warlike and they're they're very, you know, nasty and uh, or can be. And they're like uh, hornets. Yeah, <laughs> exactly.
0: exactly. Man, is hornets!
1: And they are, in fact, hornets. big hornets, <laughs> big hornets. But uh, yeah, so it, I, I, you know, it's your guess is as good as mine as far as if this thing really opens up totally, and and uh, what 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 they have in their mind as far as what the next step is.
0: The grays are so negativistic that the way to get rid of them is not to say, "Get out of my life." That's how to get them deeper into your life. What you say is, "I love you, I want you in my life <laughs> they're, they're gone. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard that more than one time uh-huh. let's let's get back to the orbs and you were just starting to talk about them a bit ago uh, and you talked about an orb going into somebody let's let's talk about this whole orb thing that seems to be a new phenomenon or or a new way of looking at it,
1: yeah, well. Th- these you know people have uh, taken photographs of these things uh, for for many many years and uh, you know people were d- discounting them as uh, well it's a uh, it's it's a, a, a Particle of dust, you know, in the camera lens or something like that. But of late, it, it seems like it's 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 starting to happen more and more. Uh, like I said, the, the second thing that people are, are talking about are not not only the grays, but but the orbs as being a, a definite factor in in their their experiences. Uh, and I don't know why that is occurring. Uh, you know, what what's causing that to be. Uh, uh, you know years ago it was just like basically one thing a, a a saucer shaped craft and and now we're into all kinds of different shapes um and the same thing now with the entities they're they're all over the place yeah
0: but you know something happened to me years ago i was in the friend's backyard at, when i was still living in texas and um in san antonio and i it was amazing. I was communing with my mother. I mean, it was like she was right there, and I was standing with my eyes closed, communing with her. And someone took a picture of me. I was in the backyard at night. And when the picture was developed, this was before digital photography. There's an orb, and I'm looking. I'm I'm like this with my eyes closed, and the orb's right up there, right us, uh, right there. And I think I thought later that that orb that was my mother. Hmm. I think I was looking at a human soul and it was my mama and she was literally communicating with me. Could it be that these orbs are,
1: are our, are us? Yes. And and people have talked about that in the support group as well. And and one woman actually had uh, photographs of, of these orbs uh, actually a video of these orbs over her, over her mother's bed uh, who was in the process of dying. And they they showed up and uh, I guess the mother felt that th- that was the relatives coming to visit. Um, so that's another factor. Uh, I think that there's multiple, again, uh, things that seem to be uh, possible as far as what these things are. Like I said earlier, <clears throat> some kind of a portal some kind of uh, uh, a device uh, that uh, contains the soul uh, or, or it is the soul. uh, You you
0: also said that there was a face of gray. Yes. Yes. What if, what if we are the grays? What if that's another form of human being?
1: Mm. Sure. It's a wild thought. (laughs) And a distinct possibility. I mean, anything Again. is
0: that's the wonderful thing about being dealing with this right now all cards are on the table everything is possible
1: Absolutely. we don't
0: know answers yet but you know the media and the general public they're not going to like that that's like dropping them into the black hole of calcutta or something
1: yeah you know, people we- people want answers and and, and unfortunately yeah. we we don't have them. We don't have we it's a lot of conjecture uh until we maybe pass on to that next level. And that's a whole that's a whole another process where people have near death experiences and, and and uh have uh, communion with uh, these these light beings that feel so they feel so loving. And uh, they don't want to go back. And then they're told, oh, no, you have to go back because you have things to do. And yeah. uh, and then they tell you things about your future that actually come true. So that, that's a whole nother rabbit hole, if you will. Yeah. Both
0: my wife, Anne, and the, <laughs> the uh, near-death experiencer, Elizabeth Crone, who wrote, wrote the book Struck by Lightning, Reported that they were told you can go back if you want to, but you don't have to. Mm. And Anne wanted to go back, and so did Elizabeth because it was both cases. And son, our son and her, his girlfriend hadn't gotten married, and she hadn't seen her family started. And uh, that's sure. why Anne came back, and Elizabeth mm-hmm. came back to to raise her boys.
1: Isn't that amazing? Isn't that yeah. amazing? Yeah. <laughs> now there, there, I think we have some solid evidence about the kind of things that that go on. But oh, yeah. again, it's it's you know they talk about our field here that uh, oh there's no evidence you know what what, 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 are, what are implants you know what what is that and then they the, the, the you know right I'm, Roger I'm one right here.
0: Uh, yeah, and exactly. it works I use it all the time. It's my. It's. Mm-hmm. It, it used to be when I first got it. They first put it in. It, it was put in by people, by the way. Not and. But my listeners all know the implant story. I'm not going to go into it now. I and mean, I was like, it was like claustrophobia. I was just mm-hmm. desperate to get it out, but my wife kept saying, "Don't do it, Whitley. Let's let's see what it's about. Let's see what it's about first. Mm-hmm. And. I swear to God, I would, she was the wisest advice. She, she gave me a lot of wise advice, but that was really wise because now it's an essential part of my life. It's I, all the books I've written since 2015, when I learned how to use it, have been written using it. Hmm. So
1: interesting. Interesting. Yeah. So it, it, it's, it's how, how do you describe the device then? I mean, it, what, what is it doing to you?
0: Oh well, I don't it, it, listen. We'll talk about that off the air because okay. I, my listeners have all oh, heard okay. that story. Okay. But okay. Just very quickly, it opens up a a, a little uh, rectangular area in my one of my eyes, and words race past through it. Oh my And goodness. I have okay. learned that these words will go into my they they are being drawn out of my own unconscious into uh-huh. my conscious mind, okay. and it's like a it's like an. It's like a, a muse or, or an inspiration okay. machine. Oh, wow.
1: Very good. Very so it, good. it's
0: really very useful. <laughs> and, and It's <laughs> a wonderful research tool.
1: Oh, wow. So, be... Yeah. And, That's you know, fantastic. I just
0: wish more people had them. But, <laughs> but I only know one, one other person who has one. And I'm sure there are other people who have them and use them and don't say anything about it. And people who have them and don't know that they
1: have them and use them. <laughs> And one of the things we you know we we counsel people about is not to remove them. That we actually say that. Unless it's bothering them in some, you know, horrible way. Uh we say because if you do remove it, most likely it may be replaced and it may be in a place that maybe not as advantageous, yeah. <laughs> if you will. Uh, yeah, I so, know. I got one
0: in the in his penis.
1: Yeah. You yeah, probably yeah. thought those two
0: those are people who they, someone put them in there they they thought to themselves this guy is going to monkey around with this he's not going to take this out he's, he's gonna leave mm. this one alone.
1: yeah I bet yeah. <laughs> so oh my goodness.
0: let me create a scenario it's three years from now uh it is now known that the abductions happen. And you are being inundated with people who think they've been abducted. A lot of them maybe haven't been. Some of them are seeking attention. Mm -hmm. Some of them are confused and maybe mentally ill. Mm -hmm. Uh, Some of them are real. You are overwhelmed with people. What do you do? less how mm-hmm. does the how and i'm talking not about you personally mm-hmm. only yeah, but this whole community is about yeah. to receive a hell of a shock
1: oh, oh yeah and there's going to be a lot of people uh coming forward uh after this is all revealed uh one of the things you know that we're trying to do now is to bring on more therapists uh whether they're you know licensed uh Mental health practitioners and certified hypnotherapists. Um, that's 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 an ongoing effort that we're, we're doing. Um, but at the same time, you you know you bring up people that are seeking attention, and uh, we've we've started a, a group of our own, kind of similar to what uh, MUFON uh, started. Uh, it, we call our group the EST, the Experiencer Support Team. And these are people that have had a lot of experience, not necessarily experiencers, although some of them are, um, to do triage with these people and uh, to kind of, you know, weed out uh, people that definitely uh, probably are, you know, seeking attention or uh, maybe... uh, looking for, uh, you know, mental health type, uh, uh, yeah. you know, help. And, and so we, we, tr- we try to be very conscious of that. And, and as you say, there's other groups like the Experiencer Group, uh, and, uh, now the MUFON, ZRT, us, uh, uh and there's a new group, uh, coming on online called the UAP, um, Medical Coalition. And, they uh, they're, their charter, and I'm kind of a, one of the founding members of that one as well. Uh, where we're trying to educate the, the medical community as well as the mental health community um, in, in this phenomena. So, and we're trying to do more outreach. Uh, we're also planning to uh, do some lobbying in, in Congress. Uh, and, and yeah, we're going to need a lot of help. <laughs> we're going to yeah. need a lot of help.
0: I think we're in, we are indeed a lot of help. Well, free, those of you listening on the free side, we've come to the end of the sh- your part of the show, and I urge you, as always, to subscribe and keep the site going because it depends on you. We do not take outside advertising, um, although I do advertise the books and, and activities of my guests, of course. Uh, less before we go, I, in order to avoid having to answer questions, what is that light that keeps going on and off in your in your in your place? There's a light that shines and it goes off and then you push a button. What's what's going on in your?
1: You know, my screen it seems to black out every once in a while. Are you oh, seeing okay. that? And, yeah, and I don't you, know why that see it, the,
0: the, the light changes. Okay, so it's oh, it's yeah. some kind of a some kind of an ordinary phenomenon, because yeah, I don't want people yeah, to be no, looking. No. What is that? What's going on with him? <laughs> is he going to get abducted? Or okay, great. No, uh, no, and this no. um, no. organization is opusnetwork.org. Opus Network does have room for you, and uh, if you are interested in joining as a uh, an experiencer or as a support person. They mm-hmm. are available, and they do have a program, and it's very sensible, and it works well. And uh, in addition, there's Les's book, The Unknown Other, a look at how OPUS, the Organization for Paranormal Understanding and Support, came about to help people. And that is exactly what this is all about. This is a man, obviously a very compassionate man, who is there to help. And so, now, that said, we will have a brief moment of silence while, so that our sound guy uh, editor can see where this, the free parts stop, then we will continue on into a little deeper and more personal aspect of this. You've been listening to Dreamland. Be sure to tune in again next week. Dreamland is brought to you by UnknownCountry.com and its family of subscribers. Our theme music is The O of Pleasure by Ray Lynch. Unknown Country was founded by Ann Streber. Our news editor is Matthew Frizzell. Our coordinator is Amy Safrankova. Whitley Streber is your Dreamland host. And I'm your announcer, Ted Alexander.